Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to another edition of Short Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with my partner Wes Reynolds as we get you ready for another week on the PGA Tour. The Sony Open as the two-week Hawaii swing continues at YLA Country Club on Oahu. Wes, we uh, turned a rare triple play last week at Kapalua. I think it was the first time in four years of our doing our golf shows here on VSIN that you, Matt Humans, and myself all hit the outright winner in the same week. And of course, that was Cameron Smith getting it done at the Tournament of Champions. Pretty nice way to kick off our golf season in 2022. Yeah, no question about it. Glad to have us all aboard. Hopefully the listeners uh, got involved as well. Cameron Smith, anywhere from about 20 to 25 to 1, depending on where you got him. Got it done. Shoots the lowest under par score in a four-round event in PGA Tour history. 34 under par. And yet, 34 under par, and we're sweating it down to the very last hole because the world number one, John Rahm, is the world number one for a reason. He did not go away. Nevertheless, he falls one shot short to Cameron Smith, who, by the way, led the field in strokes gained putting. And we talked about that. Strokes gained Bermuda putting over the last 36 rounds. Numero uno was Cameron Smith, and he certainly lived up to that also number one strokes gained off the tee with these wider fairways he's not going to get as erratic off the tee so when you have no wind on this course Brady and we had a feeling maybe the record was going to be under attack it was a 31 under par record set by Ernie Els I believe back in 2003 we felt that could be you know gone with no wind on this course and these guys were just shooting low numbers all week. So uh, Cameron Smith, by the way, he is going to stay the favorite for this event, the Sony Open in Hawaii at Wailai over in Honolulu. 9-1, to one, he stays on the island. He's trying to 
complete the Aloha Slam. Only two players have done that. Ernie Els did it in 2013. Justin Thomas did it in 2017. So 23 players in all who played at Kapalua going to be in this week's Sony. Yeah, and I think that's part of the handicap. Guys that uh, get a few swings under their belt and uh, go over to Oahu and see if they can uh, carry that momentum over to the Sony Open. Uh, you mentioned how low under par these guys were going at Kapalua. Of course, I had Matt Jones as well, who ended up right. finishing third. Had him at 150 to 1. I didn't realize until uh, I was looking into my research uh, going into this week. Matt Jones shot 23 under par on the weekend. And it seemed like it was a two guy event, Brady. And then all of a sudden you look up, I was like, there's Matt Jones. I'm, I'm looking at it on Sunday while I'm watching NFL. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think Brady has Matt Jones. Cause all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, he's right there. At least if these guys slip up, of course they do finish a par five at Kapalua. So it would have really been a major screw up. I think if Rom or and or Smith really fell down but nevertheless Matt Jones very good price by you and a good spot by you to get him as an outright third yeah he averages 11 and a half under par over the weekend shoots 32 under for the tournament and finished third (laughs) but we'll take the winner no complaints at all uh, let's talk about this week. It's a far different week in uh, Oahu than it was in Maui. Waiale is flat and tree-lined. It's a short course. Uh, driving accuracy is much more of a priority as opposed to last week. You talked about the wide fairways, massive fairways at Kapalua, the elevation change. Now, strokes gained approach, that'll be important as always, and so will the short game and, and putting on, once again, what will be Bermuda grass greens. And then also, similar to last week, the conditions. Once again, we're not expecting much wind, according to the forecast anyway. So, Wes, uh, probably a lot of birdies likely to be made again here in Honolulu. How did you approach this week's test? Yeah, very much the same, Brady. Obviously, approach, uh, driving accuracy, or if you want to use, like, good drives gained, that would be another metric because these fairways are obviously a lot tighter than they were at Kapalua last week. It's a short course, of course, a par 70, 70 or 7,044 yards and designed by Seth Rayner, who also did the old white TPC, which hosts the Greenbrier. That'll be later this fall. All Bermuda on the course, Tiff Draft, Bermuda Greens or Tiff Dwarf, rather Bermuda Greens, a little bit slower on the stamp at 11. So a relatively easy par 70. It can get hard if the wind blew, as Cameron Smith and the entire 2020 field found out. Cameron Smith won this event at 55-1 to 1 two years ago at just 11 under par. But more often than not, you're going to get low 20-ish under par here. The winds actually weren't benign last year. They blew 12 to 14 miles an hour. And still, Kevin Na got it done for you last year, if I recall, 21 under par. So when I looked at Wiley, I kind of looked at some comparable courses. I said, okay, what place similar? What players succeed here that succeed at other courses? I came up, obviously, Port Royal for the Bermuda, Pebble Beach, Harbor Town, which is the RBC Heritage, Cocoa Beach at Puerto Rico, El Camillion, which hosts the Mayacoba down in Mexico, Sea Island for the RSM Classic, and Sedgefield for the Wyndham Championship. So a lot of guys that you find play well in those events are going to end up playing well here. 
Yeah, I uh, landed on a few of those as well. As far as the correlated courses, I used uh, El Camaleon, where they play the Mayacoba, Harbor Town, where they play the RBC Sea Island uh, for the RSM Classic. And again, these are all shorter courses that are located on the coast. And then I also used a shorter track where driving accuracy and putting are also important, and that's Colonial, Mm -hmm. where they play the Charles Schwab. Not Coastal, uh, but I still believe a lot of crossover success does exist. And this course, and and you mentioned it with Kevin Na, this course, uh, Colonial uh, and past performance here is actually a part of what led me to Kevin Na last year. Yes, did land on him at 40-1. to last year at the Sony. And of course he was coming off of a win at colonial in the prior season. So, uh, those were the four that I looked at, uh, looked at as far as correlated courses this week. And you really do see a lot of crossover success with these shorter courses, the par seventies, the coastal whatnot. So it's one of the courses I think where you can lean on crossover success at other courses quite a bit. Um, Before we get to our plays this week, Wes, I want to look ahead to next week for just a minute. Of course, we'll get your breakdown on short shots next week. But uh, I was looking at the European tour and an awfully good field coming together for the Abu Dhabi championship. Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, Terrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott, Ian Poulter, Bobby McIntyre, Garrick Higo. Uh, Thomas Peters, Victor Perez, Eric Von Royen, Sam Horsfield. I mean, that's pretty loaded just for starters. And you may get some other additions before we get there next week. Uh, Any early thoughts on who you might think do well uh, as they kick off the European Tour in 2022? Yeah, and Brady, it's actually the first event of the now DP World Tour is what it is known as uh, instead of the European Tour. And it essentially really is, you know, a world tour when you look at it uh, because they go they go all over the place. And uh, DP World Tour is for sponsorship reasons. So they are going to start here in 2022 in the United Arab Emirates for the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, as you said. This is a Rolex Series event. Starts a desert swing Dubai the next week. So elite field, as you mentioned, Marikawa, Hovland, McElroy, Hatton. Hatton, by the way, won this event last year by four shots over Jason. And Scrivener, so he'll be more than likely a very short price guy. If you look at some of the previous winners here, Tommy Fleetwood has won this twice and, and has also been the runner up back in 2020. Lee Westwood has won here, uh, Rory McElroy's been runner up a couple times here. So I'm gonna have to do more handicapping and go down the board, but all those guys make sense, and then. I think you can even go down a little bit. This is a very quality, uh, high, uh, you know, high quality European field. So those guys at the top, though, always very good in the Middle East. The Hattons, the Fleetwoods, the Westwoods, Rory McIlroy. And then, you know, you could go down a little bit to perhaps Adam Scott, who's also in this field. Ian Poulter has played well in the Middle East. So, A lot of really good players in this event. Good to see the European Tour have a very good field for the start of the season. And I called it the European Tour. That's like my habit here. It's like calling the Chargers (laughs) the San Diego Chargers. It is the DP World Tour, but I think either one's acceptable. I I would say so. you got to give us a little uh, bit of... uh 
a window here for uh, crossover before we completely transition to calling it the DP World Tour. Um, the uh, world will be involved at Augusta National. I wanted to talk about the Masters a little bit. Just 86 days away from that first Thursday in April when they tee it up at Augusta National Golf Club. It'll, of course, be the first major championship of the season. And I wanted to bring it up because I've already got a bet in pocket to win the Masters, and that is on Cameron Smith. Uh, I made it last Friday night. It was after he had completed 36 holes at Kapalua, and he was in the lead there for the second straight day. And I got him at 40 to 1, and now he's down to 25 to 1 after he went on, of course, to win last week at the Tournament of Champions. And one of the reasons I did it is because we know about the correlations between Riviera and Augusta National, and we talked about that last week, also with the connections with Augusta National and the plantation course at Kapalua, basically because of the wide fairways and such. Now, Cameron Smith, obviously he has the win at Kapalua. Uh, he has three top tens in four years at the Masters. He also has two top tens at Riviera in his last four trips to the Genesis Invitational. So I tried to get ahead of it and grab him at a good number before he possibly went on to win at Kapalua. And, of course, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, he did. And uh, look, uh, Cameron Smith, I was on him a couple years ago for the uh, Fall Masters in 2020, where he finished second to Dustin Johnson, you know, shot what would have been a record score and still lost by five shots. So I can't really call it a bad beat. He was 125 to one in that event and was right there in the mix. But DJ, just nobody was stopping him that week. So now kind of seeing some 25s to one, 28 to one on Cameron Smith. Obviously, I think the word is out on this guy at Augusta. And, you know, the same players are going to be favored near the top. Brady at Augusta. I'm going to be looking at Justin Thomas, who has progressively gotten better. In terms of a shorter price, like top five on the odds board guy, he was the first one that stood out to me at 14 to one. I might want to bet him sooner rather than later because I think he's going to figure this putter out. He's got Bones McKay on the bag, Phil Mickelson's longtime caddy. So, I think that's going to improve his game. And he didn't play too badly last week. Shot a 61 on Saturday. Now, wasn't in the mix for the win, but you can tell, okay, he hasn't totally lost it, even though he's been in a little bit of a slump late in the season. So, yeah, with the Masters prices, by the way, as these tournaments take place and after a guy wins pretty much every single week, you're going to see the odds get cut. So you want to get in to try to get the best number. The Masters of all the majors are the ones that have the odds up the longest. So a lot of these Masters prices have been up since, you know, November, December, starting at the year. So got about three months left to go before we tee it up. Yeah, you're right about uh, Justin Thomas. Uh, the putting at Augusta National has been always uh, his bugaboo, what's held him back. I was on him last year, and uh, going into the weekend, he was looking awful good, but then uh, did not play so well on that Saturday, and that's when, conversely, Hideki Matsuyama did play really well and went on to, of course, win the green jacket. And you talk about some of the shorter price guys. The Masters is typically a pretty chalky tournament. You don't get a lot of long shots. Uh, that win at Augusta. So, you know, 40 to one on Cam Smith, I felt was a nice number. Probably not going to see that again before they tee it up uh, at Augusta. And I'll also take a look at Riviera. Maybe your 36 hole leader at Riviera mm -hmm. will be a guy that makes sense. So that might be my second look at the Masters before we get into Masters week in April. All right, let's get to our plays for the Sony Open 
And I'll begin with the four outright winners for our colleague, Matt Humans. Matt wanted to jump in on the game this week because, of course, as was published in Point Spread Weekly, our digital publication, Matt as well, was on Cameron Smith last week for a winner at Kapalua. And this week he is going with Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion, at 18 to 1. He's on Mark Leishman at 20 to 1. Kevin Kistner at 35 to 1 and Cameron Davis. He's trying to go with back-to-back Camerons here in Hawaii at 52 to 1. And uh, of these selections, Wes, Matsuyama jumped out to me too. He had a pretty darn good week last week at Kapalua. I think he had a top 10 finish. Um, and he's had good success here at the Sony as well. I uh, actually did not end up landing on him, but uh, gave him a hard look. Yeah, absolutely. And all of Matt's plays, I think, very much makes sense. I considered Cam Davis as well. I ended up leaving him off the card. But I did match up on two with Matt in terms of the board. Uh, Mark Leishman, I got him in 22. He's in the 20 range, low 20 range. And he makes absolutely a lot of sense here. And uh, in talking with Matt, uh, and he had talked with uh, our buddy Jeff Sherman over at Westgate Superbook about this, Mark Leishman kind of fits our old buddy, our now departed friend, Brian Blessing, who sadly passed away over the weekend. Most people that I think listen to this program know Brian in terms of being part of the Las Vegas sports betting community. And Brian liked to play a lot of these Australians and South Africans. And Mark Leishman was one of them. And I'll mention another player I'm on later that kind of fits that. Leishman won the Zurich Classic with Cameron Smith, who was a winner last week. They won that event down in New Orleans in 2021. Good form right now for Leishman. Top 10 last week at Kapalua, second in GIR, just behind John Rahm, a T3 with Jason Day, another Australian at the QBE shootout in December, also was third at the Shriners, fourth at the Fortinet Championship over the course of the fall. So in very good form, and his form on this course is tremendous. I actually was on him last year, almost kind of backdoored and, and got into like a playoff with uh, your winner, Kevin Na, but ended up settling for fourth 2020, was third in 2019, was fifth in 2014, ninth in 2013, 12th on debut here in 2009. So Mark Leishman also made my card, as did Kevin Kisner, 35-1. to 1. Not very long off the tee, but there are very few courses where he really has a chance for victory because of his lack of distance. This one at Wileye is one of them. He's got three top fives in his last six appearances here. Leads this field for driving accuracy. Also one of the better Bermuda grass putters on tour. I think he was in the top ten where I break it down, you know, in terms of modeling over the last 36 rounds. He's got victories also at Sea Island and Edgefield, both which are strongly correlated courses to Wiley. All right. Well, there's two of your plays. Let's get to the rest of your card for this week at the Sony, Mr. Reynolds. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to end up on this one together, Brady. I know uh, your son is a Florida Gator. Well, here I am back in a Florida Gator. Billy Horschel, 45 to 1, was seventh here last year, and he gained eight strokes on the Bermuda Greens. They call him Bermuda Billy, really, for a reason, because he is very good on these greens. Four of his six PGA Tour victories have been on Bermuda. 
twice at the TPC Louisiana for that Zurich Classic in New Orleans, at East Lake for the Tour Championship, at Austin Country Club last year for the match play. I still think he's in very good form. Remember, he won on the European Tour after the PGA Tour regular season got done. He won that BMW PGA Championship. Now, if you look at some of the metrics and the numbers from last week, Brady, he was dead last in the field on strokes gained approach. And I think we've seen enough of Billy Horschel to know that he's a pretty good ball striker, that he is not going to lose, you know, 2.1 shots around or 2.1 shots basically around on approach. He ended up, uh, or for the tournament rather, he ended up uh, 17 under par, tied for 23rd, did have a nice seven under round on Sunday. So, Billy Horschel, I thought, was a guy that was a reasonable price in the mid-40s that could very go well here, as I think could Seamus Power. Now, if you look at Seamus Power, the man from Ireland, never has been better in 49th here. Seven of his 12 career rounds have been in the 60s. He was fourth at the RSM Classic, sixth at the RBC Heritage. We mentioned that those are correlated courses slash tournaments to here at the Sony Open at YLI. Top, uh, four top 15s last five starts, including last week at Kapalua. Joel Damon, 66 to 1, two top 15s and four appearances here on this course. Won the Corrales Punta Cana last year on a coastal layout. That was his first ever PGA Tour win. Was fifth at Houston just three starts ago uh, back in November. So Joel Damon, 66 to 1. My longer odd guys, Brian Harmon, 90 to 1, was T4 here in 2018. Not in the best of form. But we know fifth for strokes gained short game over the course of the last 36 rounds. He's not a big hitter, but he is a dead straight hitter. And I think he could go well here. And uh, it might not be a bad idea, too, Brady, to have a couple Georgia Bulldogs on your portfolio this week. Because I think those guys are feeling pretty good after last Monday night finally winning the national championship after a 40-plus year drought on the gridiron. So Brian Harmon and Kevin Kisner, two Georgia Bulldogs I'm going to be on. You could also make an argument for Russell Henley, who is a pre winner here several years ago another Georgia Bulldog in this week's field and then I'll close it out with another uh, another uh, tribute to Brian Blessing play here and that's Brandon Grace at 100 to 1 great history on coastal courses a victory last year at the Puerto Rico Open 2016 win at the RBC Heritage won the Dunhill Links back in 2012 over on the now known as DP World Tour 13th and strokes gain short game over the last 36 rounds also 17th and strokes gain putting didn't really hit the ball very well last week in terms of approach he was in that field at Kapalua which also fits that trend seven of the last eight winners have teed it up in Kapalua he ended up tied for 33rd toward the back end of the field I think he'll be much better here at the Sony though Harris English another Georgia Bulldog that is in the field this week and obviously won at Kapalua last year and has had good success at the Sony Open as well Um, I am on Mark Leishman as well I got him at 20 to 1 you mentioned he's buddies with Cam Smith and he's even gone as far as stating in the past that he's been inspired when he's seen his buddy Cameron Smith have success so maybe he uh, rides a a little wave here at the Sony Open and you know like our friend Brian Blessing I like to play on the Aussies in the wind as well Mm -hmm. even though we're not expecting much wind this week uh, Mark Leishman leads the PGA tour and top 10 finishes so far in the young season he's great in total driving hits it long and straight he's also a great uh, short game player currently 11th on tour in strokes gain putting he's also never missed a cut here at the sony in 12 tries and you mentioned some of his high finishes two top five finishes in his last three t- 
trips to YLA. Um, I took Corey Connors at 22 to one. He matches up real well on the correlated courses. We know about his uh, superior ball striking. He's ninth on tour in driving accuracy, hits it really straight. Uh, you just hope he can get the putter rolling. Uh, he has taken 12th and third here in his last two visits to Oahu. So uh, hopefully he can uh, get that putter going that much more and turn it into a first place. Um, I also went with Abraham Answer at 33 to 1. He did play last week in Kapalua. I, I like that, uh, getting a few swings under your belt uh, over on the islands before you play the Sony. He did not play spectacularly last week, but uh, maybe that leads us to getting a nice lofty number here on Abraham Answer, certainly one of the top players in the world in this week's field. So 33 to 1, I thought was pretty juicy. Uh, Corey Connors, like Corey Connors answer also matches up really well on the crossover courses. We know about his success at Harbor town. He's played very well at Maya Coba, um, very, very accurate driver and a great putter. So hopefully improves his play a little bit this week, uh, than what we saw last week in Maui. And then finally I went with Jason Kokrak and, uh, he checks the boxes for driving accuracy and putting. He's never really had a very high finish over here at the Sony, but he's also never missed a cut in six trips. He too has done very well at the correlated courses and spe uh, specifically at Colonial. Now he won the Charles Schwab last May. So we'll see if we can make it two in a row at the Sony. We talked about me being on Kevin Na. Uh, for the Sony last year, he was the winner at Colonial the season prior. Now Kokrak, again, the winner at Colonial the season prior. We'll see if we can make that a one-two punch. I actually uh, did consider Kokrak. Taylor Gooch was another one that barely missed my card, so hopefully I don't have buyer's remorse and Gooch gets it done. By the way, Gooch did win the last full field event on the PGA Tour at the RSM Classic first first PGA Tour win. Correlation, as we mentioned, with RSM and YLI. Jason Kokrak, by by the way, did finish last last week, 38th in the 38 player field at the Century TOC. But the same thing kind of happened to Kevin Na. Like he was bad at the Tournament of Champions, and then all of a sudden he was terrific at the Sony Open. So just because a guy has a bad finish, don't necessarily, you know, not give him a chance. Kokrak lost uh, 1.31 shots per round on the greens last week and then lost a stroke on approach uh, per round last week as well he's gonna play much better than that I think that's an aberration that he just bad had a bad week even though I didn't bet him I would not be shocked to see him contend here well let's hope so see if we can bring another winner home and by the way I did take a hard look at Billy Horschel too I think that play makes a lot of sense and you mentioned that one really stellar round he had at Kapalua last week we'll see if that carries over that is going to do it for this week's edition of short shots thank you to Sean McCollum and our technical crew, thank you to you, Wes. Good to talk to you again. Thank you to Matt Humans. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. Enjoy the golf with all of us right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.